0: When I made the decision to document the storage papers in the form of a podcast, I found Anchor to be the easiest way to create it. By using Anchor, I'm able to share this show with you absolutely free. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place, and you can produce the show right from your phone, tablet, or computer. Their easy-to-use creation tools allow anyone with the app to record and edit a podcast so it sounds great. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere podcasts can be found. That includes Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. You can also easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And let me know when you do so I can check out your show. This podcast frequently contains graphic depictions and other topics or material that may be considered sensitive for some listeners. Nightmares, anxiety, and or difficulty sleeping may ensue. Discretion is advised. You are listening to The Storage Papers. Episode 22, Conspiracy Anonymous. If you look at the history of the evolution of man, we've only really had exponential growth within the last hundred years or so. From the time we accomplished flight in 1903, for just a few seconds time, to putting a man on the moon in 1969. Technology has helped us progress at a rate that has been previously unfathomable. The computing power we carry in our pockets on our mobile devices far outweigh which took up the entire rooms at the Kennedy Space Center during the moon landing. Most believe we've just come far on our own but some suggest we may have had some help. Others, like the author of today's letter, claim they know we've had some help. Today's letter appears to be written anonymously, but it's also accompanied by a Freedom of Information Act release statement. Some of the contents of the letter have been redacted. While I don't recall ever running across a letter like this in my own research, I have heard elements of its contents from various different people around the world. People who believe that not only the U.S. government, but several governments around the world are in league together for a larger purpose that has yet to be revealed. The quote, extraordinary claims require extraordinary proof, comes to mind as I read this. and I'm even reluctant to believe there's an ounce of legitimacy to it. Still, I deemed it worthy of sharing since the government deemed it classified at one point in time. If any of this is true, the person who sent this could be the biggest whistleblower in the history of the United States. Letter dated Monday, November 19th, 2018. To whom it may concern... In my 30-plus years serving my country, I have been privy to information that has been concealed from the public, which I believe needs to be shared systematically and on a worldwide scale. It is with great risk to myself and my family that I am bringing this information forward now, so great care must be taken to hide my identity. My conscience and the implications of what I know, however, far outweigh that risk. Our government operates from black budgets through clandestine agencies that exceeds the limited knowledge of the media, Congress, and even the U.S. President. I will try to be concise with a broad summary of what I know. It was early in my career when Bob Lazar went public about his research at S4 near Area 51. I remember thinking the guy was crazy at the time. I have come to learn that everything he stated about the multiple craft being housed there, as well as the gravity propulsion system he worked on, was true. There was a lot he didn't know though, and I'm quite certain there is much I'm not personally aware of as well. In the early 1990s, I first became aware of a joint military base on our moon, which serves as a training station a communications hub, and as a launch point for deep space missions. NASA, in collaboration with the United States Air Force, and there's about two lines redacted here, have completed the construction of the base under our noses. The intentional suppression of media coverage around the shuttle launches following the Challenger disaster have allowed them to transport materials and personnel to the moon to accomplish this goal over several years, I personally oversaw what you might refer to as an interspecies meeting, which took place on the moon. To our knowledge, there are at least four types of extraterrestrial beings, all of which were in attendance at the initial meeting. Three of them are friendly and have been permitted to observe us here on Earth with some agreed upon restrictions, while the one remaining species, is treated with caution as it is believed to be hostile. These friendly species, which consists of the... again, multiple redacted lines, observe us with explicit instructions not to intervene and to remain unnoticed. The hostiles, which we refer to as the chameleons, observe and in some cases do much more. They interact without our permission and with utter disregard to any agreements made with the other three species. They possess an element of superiority to us all, and other alien species, and do not seem to have any desire to engage in a peaceful way. They are deceptive, and there is evidence to suggest that they maintain somewhat of a hive mentality. Once one of them gains specific knowledge or perceives danger, they all seem to react accordingly. We consider them intergalactic bullies, though we don't currently know how many of them there are, and have avoided direct contact with them since the first meeting. The other three species also feel threatened by them, and have requested our cooperation in various ways in order to be able to potentially defend themselves against them. First, they need some of our planet's resources. Salt water appears to be valuable to them and a majority of their presence on Earth is in the deepest parts of our ocean where they primarily remain undetected. Occasionally, they also seek granite. In addition, they lack physical strength. We have elite military units training with their technology. What they lack in physical ability, they make up for in intelligence and the technology they have provided us with. They communicate telepathically, and they've displayed the ability to control other species of humans, mammals, and other Earth life forms with their minds. In some cases, a small percentage of humans possessing some unique genetic markers have been able to be trained in the telepathic communication and psionic abilities they have. They recruited human volunteers through the HYDRA project which was advertised publicly through the university system under multiple different fictitious names, and also included some military personnel. In turn, they are sharing their technology with us. We have only scratched the surface with some of these capabilities, but so far, we've developed stealth technology, fiber optics, and a few things I am not at liberty to discuss. Through use of alien materials not available in our solar system, which they transport here for us, we've also developed our own, less sophisticated version of gravity propulsion. It varies from our jet engines and propellers in that it allows craft to move space around it rather than pushing the vehicle through it. Through this collaboration, we have established a presence on Mars within the last ten years. We waited to truly explore beyond our moon with manned missions until we had three of the crafts built. One to travel, one reserved for rescue, and one as backup in case the other two failed, but which was also used to test capabilities both within and outside Earth's atmosphere. We have built a self-sustained ecosystem on Mars, complete with a small group of colonists who have successfully grown crops, survived the low-gravity environment with some medical advances using alien technology, and who are just starting to see a second generation of human beings who have been born there. There is oxygen generation within the complex, and the... another redacted section... have agreed to help us with terraforming efforts, though I have my own suspicions about their motives. Personally... I don't understand why we would begin terraforming Mars when we could easily repair our own planet. Some testing was performed with our new craft back in 2015, and you may remember in November of 2017 the New York Times article that revealed footage from a Navy fighter jet. Well. Those craft weren't ours, and frankly, we're not sure whose they are. Our craft were testing below the surface of the water at the time, keeping a short distance between our Navy strike group to test our current sonar capabilities in efforts to learn if we were detectable by our current military technology. We believe the tic tac UFOs were either the. Here's another redacted section. Or potentially another species we have not yet encountered. Whatever the case, they were highly interested in observing us. We believe the Tic Tac UFOs were drones sent only to mimic our craft's maneuvers, airspeed, and potential combat capabilities for the purpose of collecting data for analysis. Officials deemed this as threat assessment only. A simple radio frequency was detected and was being emitted and relayed into space. If this is true we are forced to consider the purpose behind the collection of this data. If you intend to engage an enemy, it is wise to research their capabilities first. At least, that's how the military has thus advised. The only reason I suspect it might be another species, then, again, more redactions here, is because of the recovered craft we have in our possession. From what we can tell... There are at least five, and possibly six, variations in technology with different, unidentifiable elements and means of propulsion. The, again redacted, don't seem as technologically advanced as the other species, but they are more integrated into our society. I believe we are on the verge of something big. It's no coincidence that the president, who made the public aware of an intention to create a space force, announced this within months of the press releasing some video evidence of alien craft. In the coming months, you should begin to see greater levels of disclosure happening across the world. It is for a very specific reason. You see, a majority of the Joint Task Force believes a threat is imminent. We've kept this knowledge secret in fear of how the public would react. But now we know a threat is coming. We just don't know when. We had to start putting information out there to get people used to the idea that life exists on other planets. But we also have to balance the ability for people to reconcile that with the knowledge of the coming threat. Unfortunately, the general public's reaction to this information has not been taken very seriously, and in most cases, anyone coming forward has been ridiculed. I'm not asking you to go public with any information just yet, Just be aware of what's going on around you and be cautious. The redacted portion here possesses the ability to mimic human beings in their appearance and behavior. They can infiltrate all levels of government and our military, and we have reason to believe that they have already done so. We don't know to what extent, though. Neither us nor any of the other three species we're collaborating with truly understand their motives or their methods, but we know they can mimic other species as well. They can only be distinguished by their inability to telepathically communicate, and the limited time they can maintain a physical resemblance of another species. Otherwise, they are undetectable. They even use our dark web to communicate with their human collaborators. They walk among us, impersonating us, gathering information and growing their collective knowledge. Any accounts you've heard involving abduction and experimentation has most likely been them, and we've come to believe that there may even be subsets of agencies within our own ranks, or at least foreign governments, who have made side deals with them. We don't know what they've agreed to exchange, or the cost at which they do so. The biggest problem with having multiple initiatives running dark is lack of accountability and eventually you've got to wonder if objectives may contradict one another. We must assume that not one person knows everything and our biggest concern now is perhaps we are being manipulated and or controlled by an alien species who views us as expendable. Things you should be on the lookout for include global changes catastrophic events, caused by acts of God, and of course, more UFO sightings. There have already been some leaks surrounding Harp and DARPA, which have found their way into popular conspiracy theories. But my belief, not shared by everyone, is that our planet is being terraformed right now. As we watch temperatures rise, earthquakes increase in magnitude and frequency, radiation accidents occurring, Rapid depletion of the ozone layer in specific regions, and other strange phenomena happening all over the world, consider that some may be indicators of what lies ahead. I know I sound like I'm crazy, but I'm not ready to become this generation's Bob Lazar of whistleblowers just yet. I must maintain my position anonymously in order to have continued access to this information. I trust you will be using this for your podcast. But in addition, I know you've already received confirming information to some of these claims in your research. Obviously, you'll need to connect some dots, but I encourage you to keep an open mind and guard your knowledge. I will send word as often as I can, but for now, I am being surveilled closely. Don't trust anyone. The signature has been redacted. P.S pertinent to your podcast endeavor, and this is written in all caps. Follow up on the many heads of Project Hydra. This is probably the most out there thing I've read yet, and it reads like one of those tinfoil hat theories that's going to be nearly impossible to prove. On one hand, whoever wrote this speaks of things that have occurred in the media or may be based in fact, but I do recall reading some supporting documents within the storage papers that might just back up some of this story. The problem still lies in proving these documents to be true. Either way, I find these claims incredibly interesting, and I will be on the lookout for additional information to corroborate anything I can. I'm not quite sure what to do with this information in the meantime, though. Let's assume it's all true. What is within my power today? to prevent a hostile alien takeover. suppose all I can really do is continue bringing awareness to information like this. Just in case it's true, at least you won't be surprised if you've listened to my show. Thank you for listening to The Storage Papers. Please check out our website at thestoragepapers.com, where you can find all the latest information about the show, including all of our social media accounts, and various other ways you can connect with us. This episode was written and performed by Jeremy Enfinger. Special thanks to Nathan Lunsford for web design and episode art. Sound effects and music by Zapsplat. Episode music by Cody Ditzenberger. Additional episode music by Kevin McLeod at incomptech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. I'll be back very soon with yet another case file for you.